What is good, everyone, and welcome to Just Talk Wrestling Podcast. My name is Kyle, and I am here with Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. We have a loaded show for you guys today, but as always, we will break down the weekly shows, going over any stories from all the different promotions. We will be interviewing MPW superstar Brendan Devine, plus the dummy of the week. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WJTW19 and give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to the show. So, uh, Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling this week? Yeah, so it was a it was a fairly busy news week. Very. Um, one of the more intriguing stories, um, not the big news. We'll talk about that in a second. Yep. Um, but it is being reported by Cage Side Seats that Johnny Knoxville is expected to be sticking around with WWE past his Rumble appearance and through WrestleMania. <sighs> um, Jackass Forever, which is the upcoming Jackass movie, just had its red carpet premiere uh, in which Drew McIntyre was in attendance. But Sami Zayn actually crashed an interview that Johnny Knoxville was doing to promote the movie. Um, it's also uh, already been announced that Johnny's supposed to be at SmackDown next week, I believe, um, or in, in the coming week. So Knoxville's still working with WWE. It's most likely going to happen that he's going to have a match with Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. I mean, that's what all this, the, the signs are pointing to right now. Next. <laughs> I, I, I don't care about Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, I, I mean, don't I, care about him. I, I love Johnny Knoxville in the world that he's a part of. I think he's super cool, super entertaining. Um, I don't need to see Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania. But then again, I mean, everyone said that about Bad Bunny, and Bad Bunny put on one hell of a performance performance last year. So Yeah, but what did it do for the young talent in the company? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And he'll most likely beat Sami Zayn. Well, Which, so you're going to put Johnny Knoxville on the show, not Finn Balor. Well, remember, Johnny Knoxville was in the Rumble, not Finn Balor. So, so see, this look, is listen, just... Listen, I'm with you. I, so, I would totally... you say Johnny Knoxville is better in-ring competitor than Cesaro? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm totally with you <laughs> on this, that guys like Cesaro, guys like Balor, guys like even Sami Zayn deserve to be better positioned on a card. Um, I don't have beef with Johnny Knoxville. I like the guy, just not in wrestling. Yeah, no, make, I, I mean, I don't mind him. He's, he's yeah. made one-off appearances on Raw in the past. Remember when they had the anonymous – or yeah. the, uh, the special uh, general managers week after week? Like, he was one of them. Yeah. I love Johnny Knoxville in that role. Yeah. Or even if he was, like, a manager to someone that Sammy was feuding would be different, but I don't want to see Johnny Knoxville in the ring. No, I have no interest, and it does nothing for Sammy Zayn, yeah. and he's probably going to lose. So yeah. it's just like if it, Johnny it, was ringside against with, with Nakamura for an IC title match, sure, uh, whatever. But I don't know him. Him wrestling, I'm just not a fan of. Hey, if this leads to uh, you know Sami Zayn doing something else, and and if it leads to Nakamura versus I don't know Ricochet for the IC title, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Well, remember okay N- Nakamura it. hasn't defended the IC title in months. I just hope they don't give it to Zane and then Zane and Knoxville battle it for the IC title because that will just ruin the whole the whole division. But uh, I agree. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. But uh, I, nothing against the guy. I just don't want to see him in the ring. But uh, this week, Dylan, my new story will focus on PWG. Okay. They had the Battle of Los Angeles event mm-hmm. last week, and it was absolutely fantastic. The Battle of Los Angeles is a an event once a year uh, that holds a tournament and the winning this trophy has kickstarted a bunch of guys' career. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the last three winners were Bandito, Jeff Cobb, and a guy I just mentioned, Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, the tournament featured guys like Alex Shelley, Leo Rush, Buddy Matthews, Daniel Garcia, and more. Uh, this was such a competitive tournament, Dylan, and uh, Leo Rush was actually injured, so I hope he has a speedy recovery. But in the finals, we saw Daniel Garcia defeat Speedball Mike Bailey to mm-hmm. capture the Battle of Los Angeles Trophy. Very special moment for both guys. The effort was shown, and these boys just wanted it. Uh, both of these guys will have great careers, um, as they are right now. But Garcia is a guy who just needs it a little bit more right now, just because he's showcased as the bigger star of the two. I prefer Mike Bailey in ring over Garcia, but mm-hmm. the way Garcia is in AW, he just needs it more, you know, to maybe get a little bit more of a push in AW. Um, they're just not using AW is just not using Daniel Garcia. And I don't know why. Um, every time he's in there, it seems like he's losing in tag team matches. But overall, this uh, this event was absolutely fantastic. If you've not seen any of the matches, please do, because this was awesome. Hey, does the event take place in Los Angeles? Yes. I'm fucking with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, Speedball Mike Bailey, by the way, um, for those who, who listened to the show a couple weeks ago, was on the uh, Wrestling Revolver uh, Once Upon a Time in Iowa show. Yep. Puts on a hell of a match. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with what you say, but it, it would have been cool to see him get the rub, but all in all, still great action. I actually followed that, believe it or not, Kyle. I'm not just, really? main, yeah, I'm not just a mainstream guy. I did see that Alex Shelley was, was supposed to, or was there, um, Leo Rush, he's supposed to be leaving or has already left AEW. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Those out there. Um, and I, I know there's been some injury concerns in the past, so I hope he uh, he heals up really well because he's he's a hell of a competitor too. I hope this isn't the last we see of him. So, well, it's um, not like AEW is doing anything with him anyway. Well, but, he wants uh, to leave AEW. Yeah, but even then, they weren't doing anything with him. No, I I agree. Yeah, he, he has every right. And to I love Leo Rush. He's great. Yeah, no, he's he's amazing. So I hope uh, injury is only short term and uh, we get to see more of him in the future. But yeah, good stuff. PWG, man, that's. They, we don't talk had, about a lot. They've had a lot of stars come through there. Yeah. A lot I mean, of stars. I love Speedball. I love Daniel Garcia. Another guy, Buddy Matthews, is a guy yep. I really, really like. So, um, you know, I really hope they get more mainstream attention because these guys can really go. And Speedball Mike Bailey uh, was in a match on Impact last week. So, uh, yeah, he, he might be getting a, a big yeah. rub pretty soon. So, yeah. uh, any of our listeners who haven't checked out PWG, Please do so. Like, do yourself a favor. It's it's an incredible promotion. Actually, the second time I've talked about them on the show. Yeah, we need to so. talk about them more. We need to shout them out more often. They deserve yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, before we go into AEW, we do have another news story that we will discuss right now. It was reported that Shane McMahon was released by WWE. Um, this came after his involvement in producing the Men's Royal Rumble match that had a negative reaction by the fans. Uh, it was reported by Ringside News that Shane got into arguments with people in the back, and they thought he was just being unprofessional. Um, I think the position – I was reading that the position of Bad Bunny was one of the causes of this, but it's just a really wild situation nonetheless. Um, I wish the best for Shane because uh, I, I do like him as a wrestling mind. But, Dylan, overall, it's just not a good look for WWE. No, I mean, Vince just fired his own son. Mm-hmm. I mean, I call it like I see it, but 
yeah, dude, the, the news, uh, the stories that are coming out post-Rumble about Shane, one, he uh, people are saying he put himself in the match, uh, which may or may not have been pre-planned, but he he was in the final four. He had final which, three. Which you and I talked about, final three. He went, he went toe-to-toe with Riddle, who has a legit mixed martial arts background um, and looked like he was out-striking him. Um, he eliminated Kevin Owens, which a lot – that got a lot of heat in its own right uh, from me because I had to be mm-hmm. my fucking final four. <laughs> Dumbass Shane McMahon had to ruin it. But it was just very bizarre. His involvement kind of looked bizarre. It's just like being in the match. You and I are mm-hmm. both like, why? You know, now, it, it didn't make sense that he went that far. I have thought about this for – a little bit, Dylan, and mm-hmm. um, just to play devil's advocate a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it would have made sense for Shane McMahon to be in the final three um, if he was going to have a feud with Austin Theory? So, if he was going to be in a feud with Austin Theory WrestleMania, maybe Shane was like, man, I need to do something big so it's believable, believable for me to be in a ring with someone like Austin Theory. So, him being in a big spot like that would only entice more viewers, maybe, um, to see, it was like, oh, Shane made the final three. Maybe he can, you know, has a chance against Austin Theory. That's nah. the only. That's the only thing I was thinking about. So my my critique with that is Shane McMahon has the name value, and there's already a story in place. The fact that Austin Theory seems to be handpicked by Vince. I mean, he didn't need to be in the Rumble for that to even be a match. That's my point. It's, no, not, yeah. like, it's not like he eliminated Austin Theory. You know what I mean? So they no, didn't, I, I they didn't even interact. So. Yeah. They could have set up that match if they wanted to. Another interesting story is that he was rumored to feud with Seth Rollins at yes. Mania. Yep. So it was either Austin Theory or Seth Rollins. Austin Theory would have made a more uh, – the, the story would have made more sense than Now, than do you Seth. think what I said would have made more sense if it was Seth Rollins? If it was Seth Rollins, yes. Okay. Austin Theory – and this isn't a knock on Austin Theory, but he's not on Seth Rollins' level. He's not on Randy Orton's level. He's not on even Riddle's level, level I don't think, as far as, like, popularity – Name no, value, just, stuff like yeah. that. So, if he was feuding with Riddle or feuding with Randy or feuding with Rollins, yes. But he's, he, he, I don't think he was going to. Theory would have made more sense storyline wise. It just felt very out of place. And I, p- people described it as ego driven. That's, that's the term I've been reading a whole lot online. And then Vince fired him, LOL, and he's... Uh, yeah, Vince just fired his own son. So, uh, Roman so, Reigns, hey, you're not as safe as we thought. Uh, do you think the uh, the son-in-law could be uh, doing something else at some point? We'll have to see what happens there. He might, be, love, he, he might be staying away for a while. I dude, love... Just uh, health concerns. I'd love Triple H to oh, go yeah. start his own wrestling promotion. Just, you know, I think he should... You know, one of my hot takes was he overtake ROH... God, I'd love that because hey, that would be awesome. Having, but on on that same course, Shane McMahon, he is a McMahon. Talk about, you know, that'll turn some heads. Yeah, if he if he stays involved in wrestling, yeah, we'll see what happens. No, that was a, just a bizarre story that we wanted yep. to share. Mm-hmm. Um, but good stuff in the uh, the news this week. Um, so we're gonna go into AEW. And uh, Dylan, I'm going to be completely honest. For a third week in a row, Dynamite was very below average and not it great. Was, it was not. Don't listen uh, to them. We had a very cringy Paige Van Zant Randy Rhodes segment. Yep, okay. That I'll, was, I'll, I'll give you that That was one. so bad 
It was something worse than even WWE would do. It was horrible. It was, dude, it, it just, I, I turned it off. It was so, so bad. Um, and I, I guess some uh, positive news. Um, Malachi Black and Brody King defeated uh, Penta and Pack. Uh, solid, match. not great. Um, these, these teams can do better, Dylan. I mean, look who's in this ring. I mean, these teams can do better. I thought they held back for maybe something in the future. Who knows? Um, now I mean, it, was, it, was, it was a TV match. I mean, still have a pay-per-view no. coming up. Yeah, so I, maybe they can do a rematch. Maybe, yeah. you know, Pac can face Malachi. Um, uh, Nyla Rose beat Ruby Soho in a very boring match. That was a <laughs> botch fest at the end. Uh, Ruby Soho went for like a... I don't like a axe kick or I don't even know what the heck she was going for. And she completely missed, fell off the ring. And that's out the finish. Ooh, boy, that was not good. Um, we will go to rampage and save the main event to last. Uh, thankfully this show was very, very good. Uh, Sammy Guevara successfully defended his TNT title against Isaiah Cassidy. Very, very solid match. Uh, no complaints. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa beat Mercedes Martinez by DQ. Uh, solid stuff. I hope they get a pay-per-view match. Uh, Ricky Starks defended his uh, TNT, or sorry, his uh, FTW title God, against get it right. Jay Lethal. Great match. Jay Lethal's on TV, man. Yes, and, sir, he was, baby. And he lost, so that means he won't be on anymore. But uh, Dylan, Lethal should have won this match because it would have elevated. Agree. It would have kept him on TV. Yep. I mean, that that's literally the only answer I have because – Jay Lethal was a guy that should not be in catering. He should be doing stuff every week and holding that mid card together. But AW's like, yeah, nah, we'll uh, we'll put Orange Cassidy. There. I agree. But uh, Lethal feuding with Team Taz, love it. Long long term would have been gold, but I don't know where you go from here. Don't do anything now that now that he didn't win the title. So you don't do anything. Yeah, now he's it's unfortunately done. Uh, in our main event from Dynamite, MJF faced. PG Punk. Stop that. And Dylan, I will let you start with your thoughts first because I have uh, I have some uh, things to say about this right now. So, the match itself, I'm not a giant fan of the weird screwy part in the middle. I feel they like... Do, they love freaking doing that, man. Well, they love when it. That, when that happened, I first thought in my mind was MJF is really going to lose is going to lose this match now because you, you yes. hardly ever see the guy gets caught cheating and then still wins the match later on. Mm-hmm. That is what happened. MJF did defeat CM Punk. So Punk is no longer undefeated. I thought with Hope, shenanigans with, with shenanigans. So definitely sets up a future match at, at revolution. So fine. Maybe. Do you think so? All right, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me finish my thought, Dick. Let me <laughs> let me finish what I'm saying. Um, I thought post like screw middle part. You know what I'm talking about? The the, yeah. the false finish. From that point on, match was incredible. From that point for like before, it's kind of lackluster. I'm like, this is overhyped. But the back half of the match was a classic, I think. And I'm not I'm not necessarily mad about how it finished. You know, I'm a big punk guy, but. Um, it does continue a feud that I know you're ready to see die, but yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. So I, I liked it. What, what do you think of the second half of the match? Do you agree? Do you think it was better? 
well, let me let me get into what I want to say, and then oh, uh, I'll, I'll answer your question. There you go. Drink the haterade, my so my personally. I thought this match was fine. Uh, okay. There were cool moves, especially the Pepsi plunge. I don't, I don't love the way MJF sold it, but no. it was a cool move. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was a cool spot. So it was I'm not, cool. Like, to, it, it was cool to see Punk do it because, to my knowledge, he hasn't done it since he was on the Indies. Yeah, pre WWE. So that was cool to see. Yes, and I love the grappling from MJF as well. He is just so underrated on the mat. Yep. Um, first of all, this match went way too long. This mm. would have been twenty to twenty-five minutes. Perfect, done, great. This went 40 to 45 minutes. Yeah. And it did not. We we didn't need that Bulls finish. We, we no. didn't need it. Like, no. I, I understand what they're doing, but don't, to your point, the second half of the match, I got bored. Like, really? I, 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 I couldn't get into it. I actually preferred the first half hmm. because I thought it was a little bit more entertaining. Um, also, there is a beer thrown, a chop to MJF by a fan, Punk basically no-selling a pass-out spot and didn't even try to be like – so I don't know if you've ever passed out before, but when you stand up, you're not like – I mean, you can go, but you're a little drowsy. So mm-hmm. I wish that CM Punk kind of sold that. He was like, nah, let me be Hulk Hogan and just <laughs> beat the shit out of him. <laughs> what the so, like, that, that sucked. But honestly, they're – there was points in this match that it should have stopped. What about the no count out? There, those guys were in the crowd for like ninety seconds. I agree and with that. And they're like, yeah, nah, let's just let's just make this a no DQ match. But that's but that's wrestling, you know. They they do that in every promotion. It's like mm, they just I, let them go. I don't agree with it. But no, that's I, just, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, the outside factors did hurt this match for me a little bit because it just didn't make it as believable as it could have been. Uh, this was good, not great. Um, if I graded it, I'd probably grade a three out of five. Hmm. Um, I just MJF won clean, so they could be done with this, man. They have stretched this out so yeah, long. Yeah, but I'm not the only one. Uh, a lot of people, AEW fans, said that man, let's just get on with this. Let's get the MJF Wardlow, and let's just kind of move on. Uh, I heard a very interesting thing about CM Punk and Cody coming up because you know Cody just hit that pipe bomb his his for yeah so uh punk cody could be coming up soon i hope they don't extend this but uh mjf won with shenanigans and uh i i just don't know how much this does for mjf in the long run the only thing okay so so we're we're gonna agree to disagree with like the match itself you thought the first half was better i thought the second half was better yeah if if the second half of the match was the entire match i feel like it would have I probably would grade it higher than I yeah. would. I'm probably around like a 3.5 range, so I'm not too much higher than you. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if, if we would have just gotten that, everything past the false finish, I would have been fine with that if that was the 25-minute match like you're talking about. I did feel like it dragged, but like like I said, the false finish didn't have to happen, and everything before it, it eh, you know, you, you could wipe all that away and just do the second half. Um I'm also with you where I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing MJF Wardlow just because I love Wardlow and I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him to get the big push that he deserves. Cause you know, remember I said, he's going to be a world champion this year. So it's before MJF. It. Yeah. So let's get on it, Tony. Go, <laughs> chop, chop. Uh, my prediction is not looking good right now. No, it's not. Um, 
I, I do believe they're going to have another match at Revolution to sell that pay-per-view. But at the same time, if this is the only match they get and they both move on from here, uh, fine. I mean, I feel a little more satisfied than I think you do or maybe some other fans that if this is the only match they get, sure. But they're definitely going to have a second match and I mean, because they're going to need to push that pay-per-view. So that's why I think they did the screwy finish like that. What what is that, what does Adam Page do? They're not, gonna, rest- they're not going to extend. They're they're doing the championship match next week with Archer. Right. They're not going to extend that. So so do do you think do you, he gets? Do you think he gets MJF? I, that's where I'm kind of leaning towards. It's like, but who? That. But who else would you do? And my only thing is, do you have MJF win already? No, you have Wardlow cost him. You have Wardlow cost him. Do that first. Yes. So yep. before I like yeah. that. Yep. So you do MJF. Page, if they are done with Punk, like this feud, Punk can move on to Cody, which is fine, whatever. That'll still sell tickets, I think. Oh, that will um, sell a lot of tickets, yeah. You could do MJF Page, have Wardlow cost MJF, and then you do that match. You'd be kind of cool as them kind of foreshadowing. Maybe they do something like, uh, do you remember when MJF threw the towel against Cody? Maybe they do something like that with uh, Wardlow. And yep. then that sets up just one simple thing. Yep. Um, sets that up. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to have him come in and like beat the shit out of him. Just, no, you you plant the seed, cost MJF the title against Page. Page is still champion, which is fine with me for now, until you build Moxley back up. I think I think Mox takes it off of Page, but we'll Ooh. that's that's a different conversation. I don't think he should. I mean, what I do you think, think he should? I think Daniel should. Danielson should beat Mox. Danielson hasn't got a big match. Won a big match. That's true. So that's absolutely true. I mean, we'll, we'll, we we can uh, have a conversation about that on a later episode, but yeah, no, um, that's uh, but I think, I think if they do move on from here, that, that'd be fine. Cause I think MJF facing um, Adam page would sell that pay-per-view much better than page and, and Archer would. Yeah. And uh, even Cody and the punk would sell tickets. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, then, I uh, feel like that'd be a fine match too. I'm not a big then, Cody guy, but Jericho Kingston will also sell tickets. Oh, that'll be great. But, uh, all right, Dylan, uh, would you like to go on the WWE news with you? Yeah, so I'm going to preface this by saying that Raw was actually pretty good this week. SmackDown was a shit show, and I'll explain why, and I'm mad about it. Okay. Uh, So, at Monday Night Raw, they basically just set up Elimination Chamber. That was 90% of the show. There were a couple random matches, but who cares? Um, So it was announced before Raw went on the air that Bobby Lashley would be defending the WWE title inside the chamber match, which is going to be taking place um, in Saudi Arabia. It is not called WrestleMania Elimination Chamber. Don't let Kyle lie to you. So (laughs) the opening segment, Brock Lesnar comes out after winning the Men's Rumble, says he is going to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So he announced that he's facing Reigns. That's the match. But he says he wants to go into that match as WWE champion and make it champion versus champion. Adam Pearce says, okay, you're in the chamber match. So now Brock is in the chamber match. Okay, fine. Um, Later on in the night, on an episode or a, a, a KO show, you know, Kevin Owens' little talk show. It was announced that Rollins was put in the chamber match. Okay. So mm-hmm. now Seth Rollins is in the chamber match. Um, so then there were some other qualifying matches that guys had to go through. Because, you know, logic. Um, AJ Styles defeated Rey Mysterio to qualify for an elimination chamber. So Styles is in. 
Austin Theory defeated Kevin Owens in a pretty shocker. That was actually an amazing match, by the way. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. Um, so Theory is in Elimination Chamber now, and Riddle defeated Otis in an Elimination Chamber qualifying match after Riddle lost his scooter race against Chad Gable. Um, My man Chad. So the Elimination Chamber field is Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, and Matt Riddle. Whew! So that is going to be a great match. Predictable. Yeah, it's pretty predictable. But it's still going to be a fun match. Styles, mm-hmm. Riddle, I think those two are going to tear it up and look really good. Rollins will look really good as well. I'm excited to see what Theory does because that's one of the most athletic people I've ever seen. That like little roll into the ring, spring up, drop kick thing that he does. Oh, I don't God, know if I'm dude. describing that well. Yeah, dude. Incredible. <laughs> That guy um, is just amazing. In other news on Monday Night Raw, Ronda Rousey came out, talked about how she wanted to face Becky, but she feels like Becky is on her undercard still, um, and that she would make a proper announcement on SmackDown on who she's going to face at WrestleMania, which basically just gave away who she's going to face at WrestleMania, so that was kind of stupid. Uh, but then Lita came out, and Lita said she wanted to have a match against Becky Lynch in Saudi Arabia at Elimination Chamber. So Lita is now set to face Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Okay. That was Monday Night Raw. Okay. A little, little long-winded this week, but I had a lot to cover. On SmackDown, it is announced that Ronda Rousey picks Charlotte Flair. That match is going to happen at WrestleMania. So Told you. Charlotte Flair will face uh, Ronda Rousey because, again, Rousey thinks that Becky Lynch is her undercard, as she put it, and that she doesn't need to be in the main event with her. Teasing a future feud between the two, which is bound to happen. At next um, year's WrestleMania. Probably. Um, Aaliyah defeated Natalia to stay undefeated in singles action. Why is which, this still going? Don't know. They're going to have a match next week, too. It's going to be uh, pinfall and submission only because she won this match by countout. Dude, this is just, it's so stupid. Like, this whole thing is, it's just, it's making both of them just look bad. I agree. I mean, I like Aaliyah. I like Natalia too, but. This is just, it's embarrassing. Yeah, Yeah, it's not, it's not entertaining. The Usos defeated the Viking Raiders in tag action. Ricochet defeated Rich Holland. And then immediately after the match, um, Holland and Sheamus challenged Cesaro and Ricochet to a tag match in which they won. Uh, Holland and Sheamus did. Nakamura defeated your guy, Jinder Mahal, in singles action. Oh, and... wow. Jinder Hardbody was on the show. <sighs> Stop it. All right, now, let's go into it, baby. You know what I'm bringing up, aren't you? <laughs> God, I can't believe this. Oh, I cannot believe. And I'm going to tell you why it's a bad thing. Maybe not a reason that you're thinking about, but uh, go on. So, Roman Reigns doesn't have a match at Elimination Chamber. Now he fucking does because Goldberg came out of nowhere (laughs) and is now going to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship for no fucking reason. This is just, it's bad. Dude, this is bad. Goldberg is back. Honestly, we knew he was going to have a match at the Saudi Arabia show. He does every year. But come on. Like, another title match. Roman's not losing. They already just set up Brock Roman at Mania. So this is just stupid. Exactly. Exactly. I would have been better off giving Roman the night off, to be honest. Uh, Well, Dylan, so 
my point was... And it's Goldberg, too. Fuck him. If you're going to do Goldberg, why not... Why not just do, like, a tag team? Maybe do a handicap match? Do something that involves Roman and Brock, but have it not be for the title because it, it makes it predictable that Roman's not losing. So do something that, you know, that gives Brock and uh, Roman something to do. But then they, you know, they announced Brock for the Elimination Chamber, which I, they're doing title versus title. But I, I think that they should have done something with Roman Brock to keep that fresh and maybe involve Goldberg. But, I, dude, I, I just don't like this at all. No. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I could have gone without seeing Goldberg on my screen this year, but here he is, Kyle. He's back, and he's going to face Roman Reigns for the Yay. title. Yep. Anyway, that was WWE. Raw, I will say, a lot of competitive matches. They set up a lot of stuff. That's what you need out of these weekly shows, to be honest. It's all you're looking for, right? You want to set up your yeah. next event, put on some good matches. Good, not great. It is what it is. But I thought Raw was actually really good this week. SmackDown sucked. Dude, SmackDown is uh, it, it's, it's, it's horrible. Horrible. Yeah, it's not, it's not watchable at times. The only thing worth watching, to be honest, is Roman Reigns, whatever he's involved in, because he is he is really good. I call it like I see it. And your your favorite guy, Pat McAfee, dancing on the table. That's it. Yeah, that see, that makes it part of the reason why I don't want to watch. We um, need to get Pat on the show. We can I mean we can get him on the show, but I'm gonna tell him that he should stop that. But Pat uh, McAfee, hey, if you're listening, buddy, we're both in Indianapolis. Let's uh let's hop on the show or we'll be guests on your show. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do this. Anyway. We, we charge $1,000 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. we'll be on there for five minutes. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, that's um, WWE. So we will segue into the indies with Kyle. Um, this week, I will be highlighting championship wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, this episode was a few months back, but I liked it so much, I wanted to talk about it. So in the opening contest... Uh, Suge D defeated Caleb Conley in singles action with a flying headbutt. Uh, Levi Shapiro defeated Jack Cartwright, who I love, to retain the United Television title. But in the main event, Lord Crew faced Baron Blade. And this was so much fun to watch. Two big guys tossing each other around. Crew, <clears throat> Crew worked on the arm early in this match and then followed it with big punches to the chest. I love the pace of this match. It was very consistent and never dragged. Um, Blade came back with an atomic drop into a backstabber combination. That was sick. These two exchange snap suplexes, and the physicality in this match was so impressive. Uh, Black ended the match with a roll-up for the win. Usually, I would be upset about it, Dylan, but after the match was awesome. So, Crew went to get a steel chair to obviously attack Blade, but he changed his mind... So he was kind of playing like a dual personality character in this sense, and I loved it. Loved the match, the character work, everything about this was just fantastic. Check out the promotion Championship Wrestling from Hollywood on YouTube and Fight TV. Um, my MVP this week goes to Lord Crew. He has a very physical offense, and I just love his character work. Uh, there's just, it was so unique, and I just, I like him a lot. Someone to keep your eye on. So, uh, Lord Crew is MVP. Uh, championship Wrestling from Hollywood this week. 
Awesome so stuff. You... Yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, we'll be sure to uh, tag them, both the promotion and the MVP, like we always do this week, so you guys can go and follow them, flood them with great comments. Um, so you said they're on Fight TV, correct? And YouTube. Fight TV and YouTube, so everyone go check them out. Um, another fun addition of this segment. Is this the um, – I don't know if I'm spilling the beans here. So our Brendan Devine interview was pre-recorded earlier in the week. Is this the he, promotion that he was talking about? He did mention it, so that's why I wanted to do this. Yeah, one. Yep. absolutely. So um, be sure to check them out, guys. Um, like I said, we'll, we'll uh, tag them on Twitter and Instagram like we always do uh, so you guys can go follow them. So good stuff, Kyle. All right. So the hot take of the week, Dylan, what you got this week? Yeah, so um, Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. as, as popular as she is at times, as successful as she has been in her career, both in MMA and uh, pro wrestling even, yep. She is not a very good talker. No. She needs a mouthpiece. Um, I think her mouthpiece should be none other than Paul Heyman. Here's why. Brock has shown that he can hold his own on the mic. He has cut great promos since coming back. I'm all for Brock being alone. Roman has shown over the last couple of years that he can cut a good promo now. Paul doesn't need – or Roman doesn't need Paul – Brock doesn't need Paul at this point. Ronda Rousey does. And with the uh, fact that Paul Heyman has, one, he's been affiliated with Brock Lesnar, who has ties with the UFC in the past. Ronda Rousey also does. And even outside of wrestling, Paul, if you actually go follow, like, the Heyman Hustle website that he does, he actually covers a lot of MMA stuff, too. So it would make sense that he'd be paired with Ronda Rousey, who desperately needs someone to talk for her. And I feel like he could be the perfect hype man for her, obviously, he doesn't, he'll never get involved in matches and stuff like that. Um, as far as like from a physical standpoint, so I think he'd just be the best mouthpiece for her, not only with previous ties that he has, but she fucking needs it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and we know how good Paul Heyman is on the mic. So, um, yeah, my hot take this week is that Paul needs to leave Brock and Roman alone and go to Ronda Rousey. So, I, I've actually seen this quite a bit on the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. Possibly Paul Heyman going to Ronda. Um, I like the pairing. Do you think like a woman should be hers, Dylan? Like I, I'm, ju- I was trying to think of somebody that could maybe be her mouthpiece. That's either maybe in the division or could you do maybe someone like Sonia Deville as her? I, I, I don't know. Well, but, if you uh, tune if if you tuned in to SmackDown this week, Ronda did not beat the shit out of Sonia Deville, so that's not happening. Oh, well, I guess. And and see, that's also why I think the Paul Heyman pairing would be great because I think a lot of people assume that being the women's division, you would pair Ronda with a woman. Yeah. Which is why Paul would be, I I think, would be great because not only does it kind of go against the grain, but Paul's also a great talker. And if, like, she's going to feud with Charlotte, say what you want about Charlotte. She's great on the mic. I I think so. Um, so She's very consistent on the mic, but it's pretty lackluster what she's been doing. Well, I mean, compared to the rest of the division, yeah, I'd rather go with consistently good than roller coaster like we get a lot of times. Yeah. So that's why I think Charlotte, at least nowadays in the division, is top tier on the mic. Not in the world, but in WWE at least. Yeah. 
So pairing her or going against someone like Paul Heyman, who's great on the mic, I think would be interesting promos. Man, dude, I, I think Sonya would be fantastic for Ronda. I didn't even know about the thing on SmackDown, so I'm glad Yeah, you she put me. her in an arm bar, so yeah, that'll that Hey, maybe happen. down the road, maybe maybe we'll something. See. Maybe yep. yeah, maybe a switch. Who knows? Um, so my hot take this week, Dylan. Uh, I did not forget about the shot you took at me last week. So <laughs> I'm going to save my nuke for another episode. Uh, so okay. stay tuned for that. I have one that's probably going to make you stop the stream. Anyway. Uh, Dylan, I want to start by saying that WWE NXT UK is the best thing the company has going for them right now. And the women's title scene is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Mieko Samatura defeated Blair Davenport recently to retain the NXT UK women's title in a Japanese street fight. So, Dylan, my hot take this week is that WWE needs to book a rematch for this title between these two at WrestleMania. Hmm. This deserves a bigger stage. This will be better than Ronda's match or Becky's match. Whatever you do, this will be the best match because of the work rate these two have. Oh my gosh. Uh, pick any stipulation. Let them fight. Without a doubt in my mind, this would be the best match at WrestleMania. I really believe that if this was to be booked. Why not take a risk and book these women in a marquee match at WrestleMania? Maybe have them come out on SmackDown or Raw. I mean, you have enough time to, you know, maybe show clips of their last match or another match, you know, back in the day. I don't know. Um, I I just think that this feud is so undervalued that they really need to put this on a marquee event like WrestleMania. I do understand Davenport's injured, so but if she can go... I think this would be a really, really good thing for WWE to do and put this at WrestleMania. You know they won't. No. <laughs> That's no, not absolutely happening. not. No. Um, I want to ask you a serious question. Who, who's in charge of NXT UK now? Do we know? I have no idea. Because if, if Triple H isn't involved in any day-to-day operations with either brand, like, I know Regal had some ties with it. Regal, with yeah. The company. Like, who's, who's overseeing NXT UK? Because, like you said, it's great stuff right now. So you know it's not Nick Khan and Vince McMahon or Bruce yeah. Pritchard. So who's, who's overseeing that? Do we know? Let's, let's, we'll have to do some research, and maybe we'll, we'll talk about it next week. I, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I was trying to see. I, I actually Googled it real quick. I couldn't really find anything. But, uh... Yeah, because I know, I know Triple H obviously did but there's reports that he's staying away from WWE for the time being due to health concerns. Um, obviously Regal's no longer with the company, like I said. So I'm just, I'm curious on how that promotion is, or that brand is still doing so great when we've seen NXT turn into what it is. I think you know it's I mean? Johnny Saint. NXT, uh, well, no, sorry. NXT UK general manager is Johnny Saint. I don't know who's doing all this stuff behind the stage, but mm-hmm. I guess the guy quote-unquote book in the match with Johnny Saint. Um, okay. Dude, NXT UK has been fantastic, and I needed to bring them up. A lot of people were afraid that when NXT got rebranded, they were going to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy that show stuck around and has been as consistent as it was pre-Black and Gold dying, I guess. Oh, God, but... it just burns it just burns my heart that <laughs> they just did that to that brand. Anyway, but Karma is a bitch. But anyway... Um, 
So, Dylan, what is your dummy yeah moment of the week? Yeah, so my dummy yeah this week goes to WWE. No shocker here. Again, man, um, it gets every week now. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. Um, I'm calling them out for their lackluster or 50-50 wishy-washy booking that they did with the Elimination Chamber this year. Okay. Why I cannot, for the life of me, cannot understand why some people had to qualify and others didn't. Yeah. Um, so obviously Bobby's going to be, I mean, he's defending the title. So I'm yes. not, this isn't against Bobby Lashley. He's putting the match, but Brock didn't have to qualify. Seth Rollins didn't have to qualify, but Riddle theory and uh, styles did. So yes. why does half the match have to earn their way in? And the other half of the guys excluding Bobby Lashley don't because like, uh, Brock in. Rollins are at the top of their uh, priority list. What they what they claimed on Raw is that Rollins earned his shot by his competitive match against Roman Reigns, in which he lost. Let's let that sink in. I mean, well, he won. Well, by he DQ. won. Well, he yeah, did win, Dylan. He, he won by DQ, but he didn't win the title. Whatever. Um, so the controversial finish was his way of earning his spot. Hmm. Right. Well, Rollins I mean, is Rollins is a Raw superstar, so it makes sense for him to be involved. But also, Rollins could have earned that spot facing uh, The Miz. Like, you could have put him in a match with anyone on Raw. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't get it. Brock, I, I, I guess he, he's, he's the exception. So that doesn't shock me. I don't agree with it, but it doesn't shock me. But Rollins could have faced somebody, right? What's T-Bar doing? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but like you couldn't have booked Miz Rollins instead we got Miz and Dominic Mysterio for some dumbass reason which I didn't go over because it wasn't worth going over well um, you could have put Dominic in that match zone Dominic in uh, what's his name Rollins could have sure <laughs> I mean but my point is, is like why didn't Rollins have to earn a spot why is Brock even in the match after he won the rumble there's no point of that Dylan, it's, it's just, just the it, it's the guys they care about and the guys they don't care about. It's but, just uh, it makes no sense that on the same show three guys have to earn their spot while the other two don't. That's just yep. dumb to me. So anyway, that's my dummy this week. So uh, Dylan, my dummy yeah moment of the week goes to Jungle Boy. <gasps> Why? So Dylan, I don't know if you saw, oh. but this segment. <laughs> Involving yeah. Jungle Boy on Dynamite. And the Ass Boys. Was the best thing that happened on Dynamite. And I'm going to tell you why. So, the Gun Club, for those that The Ass see, Boys. The Gun Club approached Jungle Boy in the back. Get in his face. Just mock him. You know, get him all, you know, upset. Jungle Boy retaliates, obviously. And then gets assaulted three on one. Mm-hmm. So, next, they open the door going into the snow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're, they're battling Jungle Boy and everything. Jungle Boy is in a t-shirt and, sh- like, workout pants. Mm-hmm. These dudes throw him into the snow. The ass boys. Yeah. Run off laughing downtown Chicago. Shirtless. One of them was shirtless. I legit laughed for five minutes straight. Seeing Billy Gunn haul ass just made me so happy. Bro, this guy was hauling it bro i could run faster night. i could run faster than billy gunn stop dude, it. billy gunn that boy was not hauling anything <laughs> dude seeing billy <laughs> dude 
Dude, Billy Gunn is just out of control. Um, this was hilarious, and uh, the Gun Club continues Ass boys. to be one of the best things in AEW right now. They they are. Uh, they got to put these guys. Uh, so I, I know Dylan likes me saying this, but the Gun Club Ass continue to, uh, to just be great. Listen, I don't care what you want to call them. Danhausen calls them the Ass Boys, so I'm going to call them the Ass Boys. Well, I have something to say about Danhausen, then maybe next week. Quit hating on my guy, okay? Maybe next week about Dan Housen. Dan Housen calls them uh, the Ass Boys, so Dylan will call them the Ass Boys. Because I follow Dan Housen. Anyway. Man, he's mid. Anyway. uh, (laughs) So, uh, good stuff this week. Good stuff this week. Um, So, Dylan, would you like to tell everyone what we are doing next week? Then we'll segue to the interview with Brendan Devine, which was phenomenal. Oh, amazing interview. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this. Also, next week, we will have another guest on the show. His name is Scott Bruce. Scott Bruce works. Um, I want to say he he's listed as the owner, um, but he's a promoter as well for the uh, Vixens Wrestling Revolution. We had Emily Taylor on the show several weeks ago. She works for that promotion. Um, so Scott reached out to us. We had a lot of positive conversations with him. He's going to be a guest next week, so that'll be a fun conversation. Um, he's going to kind of tell the story of how the promotion formed from, from one company that he worked for to this one. So, um, that'll be a fun conversation with him. We're excited to have him on the show as well as all the other shit that you hear us talk about. It's going to be a fun episode. No, it'll be a very fun episode. Um, before we go, I I do want to say a couple things. Um, I hope we get some feedback on these interviews. Mm -hmm. Um, do you guys like these? Is there anything you guys want to change? What do you want us to do in the future? I want a lot more feedback um, mm-hmm. so we can kind of see what everyone's feeling. Um, and then if any other podcasts listen to this, we are completely down to uh, maybe co-op or, you know, do something with them. So Yeah, uh, the, the Pat McAfee show. Well, maybe not. Yeah, they're not going to put us on. But, hey, if there's we'll see about maybe that. a podcast him. that's, you know, kind of smaller like us and uh, wants to do something together. Absolutely. Yeah. So also, like, if you guys want us to ask certain things, like if, if we announce who's going to be on the show and you guys have questions for them, shoot them our way. Like, we'll love to ask your guys' questions as well um, to make you a part of the show. So that's definitely something we want to hear as well. See? Good, yeah. good stuff there. Uh, anyway, uh, that is all we got for this week. Um, this will be a little bit of a longer episode, but it's definitely worth the listen. Um, we have really good stuff coming up and, uh, we will check everyone next week. Brother, brother. (laughs) All right, everyone. We are super excited to have a very talented indie wrestler, Brendan Devine on the show today. Thanks so much for coming on. So would you like to tell our audience a little bit about yourself and why you got into the wrestling industry? Uh, sure. So, uh, like you said, uh, Brendan Devine here. Uh, I've been wrestling now for about just over, just a little over five years. Uh, I wrestled down mostly in the Southern California wrestling scene, uh, closer to LA, uh, more so that kind of area. Uh, and I was involved just from, you know, as everyone's story starts, you're a young kid, you, you watch it on TV and it's something that you're like, that's something. Oh, I love this character, that character. I'm all about it. I'm really excited. And, and then sooner or later you, 
you find a school and you people say, hey, this is a real thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, before you know it, you're uh, five years in and your body hurts constantly. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, but uh, uh, so I actually I, the my hometown is uh, is, is in uh, Moore Park, California, which is this small town right outside of the valley uh, over in Los Angeles. And actually a school opened up in my hometown of, of Moore Park. <laughs> Wow. The, uh, the Millennium Wrestling Academy, which I'm still very active in today. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it opened up in Moore Park. Like, crazy coincidence that that's how it worked. So some people, like, have their stories of, like, oh, I had to drive 10 hours both ways <laughs> in the snow with my, and my car broke down to train. and I, But I did it because I love it. And I'm like, that's a great story. And I wish that I could <laughs> be like that and be so gritty. And, but no, it opened up five minutes away from where I lived. So uh, I was there all the time. And, uh, and the, the benefit of the, the place where I trained the millennium wrestling Academy was uh, they had shows uh, every week. So we mm-hmm. have a weekly show and like that actually, we still have it today, but uh, that's how I got started was I was wrestling on a weekly basis, pretty much from the moment I debuted um, until t- five years later to where I am now. Wow. Oh, that's awesome story. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you're like you're like the hell with driving five hours. I'm walking five minutes. Yeah, exactly. that's, yeah, yeah. It's a little <laughs> further away from my house now, but I'm like, oh my god, yeah. oh, thirty minutes. But then I said again, I I can't ever complain because it's it's been a real easy run for me when it comes to driving places. Mm-hmm. Who uh, who were some of your favorites growing up watching on TV? Uh, well, my absolute favorite um, was Edge. Edge was Ooh. always my absolute favorite. Um, I I first watched wrestling when I was really young, like right at like the mid, like not the mid, like the late, late 90s and the early 2000s. Uh, I remember the first thing I ever saw was like The Rock and Austin, but like I was still a little too young to really, really appreciate what that was. So I, I picked it back up around 2006, like seven. That kind of time is when I really started watching again. When I was in like high, like early high school, and that's when Edge was like the biggest bad guy ever, and he was oh, yeah. he, he was the antithesis of 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 what being like snarky and mean. And I just I, there was something about him that I I loved. I just loved every time he was on the the screen. I wanted to watch it every time that he did anything. I was like, that's a cool way of doing this. And I could just, I think I, and not to sound snarky, I think I could just appreciate his body of work more, especially now being a performer. Like I was like, there's something different about the way that he wrestles than everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason that I connect with him. Well, Edge did everything too. He was, you know, first known as like the tag guy. Um, I know you've had experience in tag wrestling too. And then he became, you know, the big single star multi-time world champion. So, I mean, he's seen everything. He's been in every division possible. Yeah. He, he's just, it was just, he was, I remember I'll always say it is like watching edge made me go, I could do this too. Like, and like, not like, Oh, like edge is just like a normal guy, but he didn't look like Batista. You know what I mean? Right. Or he didn't look like triple H. Mm-hmm. Like he looked a little bit more like, just like a conventional athlete would. Mm-hmm. Later, you find out, oh, he's six five and weighs two hundred and fifty pounds. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, he's still uh, built differently. Yeah, yeah, he's still a giant, uh, but he's just always been consistent. I still remember when uh, when he cashed in the first time and won the the WWE title. I I was I was so mad 
because I was a big John Cena guy too, but I was still like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen though, like mm-hmm. in wrestling so far. So the the long long winded answer Edge for sure is my uh, my favorite uh, as 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 a fan. Uh, I yeah. mean, I'll give you the boring answer that everyone's gonna give you the my number one for in ring work inspiration. It's it's Michaels for sure. Shawn Michaels was the best, and you watch his stuff now to study and to to prepare for your next outing for sure. Uh, but so Shawn and Edge were definitely my my top. Uh, guys that I watched. It's not a bad top two. Yeah, <laughs> it is not. You can't go wrong with that. Um, I kind of want to shift gears to uh, Millennium Pro. You kind of touched on it a little bit. You're still there, very active. Mm. You are a three-time uh, MPW national champion, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you recently beat Hoss Hogg um, to successfully defend your title. He's a bigger guy. You is guys are on top of it. That just happened. Yes. Hey, hey. <laughs> We, we do I love work. it. I love it. <laughs> um, he's, uh, he's he's a bigger guy than you. Is there is there a, you know stylistically? How do you approach a match like that? Because you know some people they like that's a challenge. Bigger guy against you know somewhat of a smaller guy, really smaller in frame compared to him. How does your mindset change going into a match like that as opposed to someone who, I guess, more your frame? Well, luckily, I've wrestled Haas. Tons of times before that. Now, granted, mm-hmm. it was always in a tag situation. You know, Toss was mm-hmm. half a True Grit, and I'm half of the Brothers Divine. So that was, uh, you know, most of my my extensive SoCal work is is as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Haas is also kind of breaking out as a singles guy right now. Uh, the way that I look at it is just, I can't do my conventional power kind of moves. I can't do what I I don't treat it like he's any other opponent. I treat him like this guy weighs 330 pounds. Mm -hmm. And if he hits me hard enough, I'll become unconscious. So I have to (laughs) approach it with that. You know, I have to be Mm -hmm. smart. I have to, to lean more on my, my high flying kind of styles. You know, I, I, uh, the, when the match comes out of YouTube, you'll see, I bust out a few more, uh, of my, jumps and my flips to uh to try to take him down because it's all body weight you know what i mean is yeah mm-hmm. Haas is, is six foot three and weighs 330 pounds but when i throw all 210 pounds of me at him jumping mm-hmm. off the top rope like he's gonna go down um mm-hmm. yep. so it's really just yeah it's figuring out where where is he struggle where's his weakness is he is he, mm-hmm. he's, he's, there's a problem with Haas. He's so fast. He's fast. He's huge. Yeah. You just got to find your way around him. Uh, I don't know if it, the match hasn't come out yet. So you'll see all the exciting things. You didn't see the results, though. Uh, I did defeat Haas. I threw him. That, but the thing is, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. The harder when, they you, fall. When, you, when you get him on the big and he falls down, he stays down. That's true. Hey, exactly. I like that. I'm 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 excited to see the footage. I mean, yeah, I mean we've seen the the results are out and everything. And I know uh, Millennium Pro they they've been promoting your guys' upcoming show um, on the fourth, um, where you have a non-title match, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. I, I need a hero. It'll be me and mm-hmm. AMF Alejandro Masio Fernandez. Yeah, so I can't wait to see the footage um, come out. Hey. Hey, especially when you're from the top rope, it's all about uh, momentum and leverage. And uh, Absolutely. So I'm going to shift gears. Uh, kind of the same question in a way, but uh, can you tell our audience what makes MPW unique? There are so many indie promotions out there. So what makes MPW a must-watch 
that people don't get from watching the big promotions like WWE and AEW. So what I what I'm finding um, as as somebody who kind of has shifted away from is you know is when you when you're involved in wrestling as much as the performers are you don't have as much time to watch the newer stuff um, you know you try to stay current of course because you know those are the places that you're looking to to be a part of and the places you're looking to understand what's going on but what I think that um, what MPW does really well that that a lot of bigger companies can't do as much of is the investment in in these newer characters uh, one thing I know for sure is there's a lot of there's a lot of reliance on on guys who are already really established and really made, which of course that's how anything like that works. You know, people are people like seeing Brock Lesnar, people like seeing CM Punk, you know, they like seeing these mm-hmm. big time, larger than life characters. Um, but you know, I always thought that there's still kind of a. I was always really excited as a fan to watch when new guys. Uh, one and when new guys appeared or when they when they built somebody up new i know right now like wwe has like austin theory like i'm really interested in him because he's really new but they do some stuff with him like mm-hmm. I, don't, I haven't i know he was in the rumble and I, I saw that and that was cool but um like that's so mpw is really big on building up their characters building up you know new socal talent that that are debuting now i mean like a lot of the guys who were on our shows debuted during the pandemic so they don't even know you know they're 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 learning how to work in front of crowds um small big you know varying sizes and it's and it's it's really different than the the original format of no people you know that was that's what they were used to um and as someone who wrestled in front of people exclusively and then went to wrestling in front of nobody it was it was definitely a challenge um when it it's hard to compare indies to you know major companies for sure just cuz it's mm-hmm. such a the money's different the scheduling's different the locations are different so i would say like uh, i i mean it's easier to compare it more to other indie feds mm-hmm. and i'd say what mpw does really well that that most indie feds can't don't have the luxury of doing i wouldn't even say that we do it better i mean like i'd like to say we do but I think what we have the advantage of is because we have a weekly show, we can build around, you know, actual storylines and we can build up characters that the, the audience at home and the audience on the internet who watches it every week, they can get invested in. And instead of just the, Oh, let's watch these two guys just have a match. Like, okay, that was cool. They did some, some flips and they did some cool strikes. So they did some cool submissions. Like it's, these guys are fighting for like for this championship or they're fighting because I know that they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Like I know that there's an issue there and that, that draws <clears throat> me to watch it more because I'm more interested in the story between them opposed to this, them fighting. So you say the storytelling probably separates you guys a little more from other independent promotions or even the major promotions. Cause we've seen, seen some of the bigger companies just start and stop, you know, just put random guys together. Right. And, oh and- yeah. Here's a match. Yeah, see, and, and, and that's something that, um, you know, when we were training to be perf- like performers, you know, mm-hmm. a part of that is putting a show together yep. and knowing you can't just put Joe Schmo with this person for no reason. Like, sure, they can tell a story when they're in the ring, but is that going to bring people to the show? Mm-hmm. No, you need you, why, why? Why are they fighting each other? Are they have they have beef? Did this guy say this, this, and that, or do they have any other issues that way? Like, no, like they have to have something that makes them want to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. 
having a weekly show and social media, of course, helps <laughs> bundles is it shows the audience, the potential people who want to come. Hey, this is what's going on. These are why these guys are fighting each other. Come mm-hmm. and find out what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of becoming the lost art in wrestling, which is, I mean, kind of sad to say because as a fan, that's what gets us invested is the story, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's what got us invested when you know when Kyle and I were kids, and I'm sure it was the same for you too. Oh, know? absolutely. The the feuds meant something. It wasn't just oh these two aren't doing anything. Let's mm-hmm. put them in a match together. It's all yeah. about having a purpose. Exactly. Yeah, so. You know, it's 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 really just. Why is always more important than the, you know, the X, you know, look at, look at Hogan and warrior, right? That match was nothing, but it was the biggest sellout match of all time because of the bill story. You wanted to know what was going to happen. Most times matches don't even measure up to the, the great build they have, but Mm -hmm. you know, as soon as you like get to see it happen, you're like, I can't believe this is, that's why it's always like when they're just standing in the ring across from each other, you're like, Oh my gosh! Like it's finally happening. Like they're finally mm-hmm. gonna get their hands on each other. Yep. No, I, NXT when at, NXT was the black and gold brand. Uh, mm. Gargano and Champa, they have oh, probably yeah. one of the greatest that I have <clears throat> seen just as a blood feud. That was fantastic. So. Oh yeah, I mean, I I was a big. Uh, I mean, I still use those old NXT uh, shows as like a tape study, or I I, I look back at like back when like Zane was really involved in NXT and like mm-hmm. I watch a lot of like Tyson kid on, on NXT just cause they're, oh, yeah. it's just, there's something different about it. It's, it's, it feels very like, like indie wrestling meets the, the, the mid two thousands. That's what it felt mm-hmm. like. And I think that's why it was so successful. Yeah. Now it's a, uh, you know, Kyle probably ran about it a little more on. <laughs> yeah. We don't have time for that, but uh <laughs> Hey, but you know what? As as much as uh, as people give NXT a grief, it's all right. Joey Gonzalez, the new referee, that's my boy. All right, so at the okay. end of the day, I always always get a little bit of there's a, there's some intrigue. I've watched NXT like a few weeks. I think it was like one week or two or five live a couple times because I was like, mm-hmm. Joey Gonzalez is on there, and I love that guy. So hey, yeah, Joey Gonzalez is the most over guy in the country. And uh, Idris Anafi, <laughs> that guy's my boy too. I also love him. Mm-hmm. He's, they're both SoCal guys. All right, Dylan, would you like to go into your next question? Yeah, so speaking of SoCal, you and um, Danny Devine were named SoCal Tag Team of the Year for 2020. Crazy, so right? Congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. You guys have been successful as a team. We've seen that before. Uh, you were in a trio, I believe, called the Millennials. That's right. Yeah, that's true. We were the Millennials. Um, but I kind of want to... <laughs> I kind of want to dive in. So I know years ago you wrestled a match against Danny on uh, MPW. I want to say around like 2018. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's right. Um, would you guys, now that he's uh, MPW champion, will we see a potential champion versus champion match? Or that's something that's not on the docket or something you're not interested in? I mean, when it comes to what I'm doing now versus what mm-hmm. he's doing now is, you know, the, the national championship was kind of something that fell into my lap. Yep. Uh, if, I don't know how, how far back you guys have watched, but you know, I kind of won it on a whim it is uh, the champion came out to, to, to put some dirt in my eye and I ended up beating him for the championship. And I had a whole long uh, segment with uh, 
another uh, great uh, independent guy down here, J2 Mattioli, uh, to win it back. And so now I'm, you know, my focus is that championship. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Danny, Danny has has worked his way up, and he's and he's now the the top dog over at NPW, and, and rightfully so. I mean, he puts on. He's, I mean, he's fantastic. He's my favorite wrestler to watch for sure. Um, oh, yeah. currently, uh, but with me, uh, I'm, I'm really focused on, you know, my national championship. I don't, uh, it just got announced tonight. Uh, but, uh, I actually have a match in two weeks, not this Friday, but the next Friday, uh, against, uh, Tyler ROH is Tyler Bateman. Oh, wow. So, so him and I are going to wrestle for the MPW national championship, uh, at, uh, at the, at our, not next week, but the show after the 11th. Um, so actually the, at our end we had a big, uh, blow off end of the year show where I won the title back. Um, mm-hmm. and when I was celebrating, uh, Bateman thought it was a good idea to come out and interrupt me and, uh, take my belt from me and, uh, throw it on the ground. So, uh, Ooh. Now, now I'm pissed and, uh, <laughs> now I'm going to, uh, show him who the goddamn man is. Absolutely. There we go. There we go. Kyle, we're going to have to travel to California to make that happen. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I love that answer. It's fantastic. Um, so was there a, t- was there a specific experience or time in your career where you said, man, I've made it into this business, or are you still chasing a certain goal to reach that status in the wrestling industry? Um, I mean, yeah, ultimately like I can't say that I'm ever going to be satisfied because if I am, then it's kind of, it's kind of pointless, uh, right? I can mm-hmm. think of a few times where I went, where some like something went over really well, like a match went over really well, or a performance went on really well, or I, I impressed coaches of mine. And uh, so I guess I have like a few moments that like I felt like I had reached this high point. Um, I think when I first won my first championship, that was a that was a cool moment. You know, that's every kid's dream, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had a I had a tag match. Uh, Danny and I had a tag match against the Wolf Zaddies. They're another SoCal team down here at at a at a really big show uh, called Raise the Bar, which is uh, is kind of like all the big time SoCal guys who who made the scene what it is today. Wrestle on that show, and, and Danny and I were booked on that show, and we really showed out. And uh, and our and our trainer Ray Rosas. Uh, really really liked it and really told us that he thought that we did a great job and i think that that match had a lot to do with us winning tag team of the year as well mm-hmm. uh, i think that also i did i say it now uh winning tag team of the year was really really surprising i thought just because there were so many great teams on there and i know that danny and i showed out more this year or last year rather i guess uh than than we ever had before but seeing how many people, you know, thought that we were the best team, that that was a really – I've never thought – like, you know, you, you try not to get a big head about yourself, about your mm-hmm. performances or how, how good you are or what you do over what someone else does. But it was – when you get those recognitions, uh, it, it's nice. But then it also – what it does for me is it makes me just want it more. You know, it makes me go harder in the gym. It makes me go to training twice as much. It, it's – so when, to, to answer your question, again, I long-winded. It's the worst. I'm sorry. No, is, uh, <laughs> long uh, is no. I don't think so. I think I think I won't be happy until uh, I I've I've reached I've done all that I can do, and I'm not even close to that yet. I don't think. Sweet, absolutely. Yeah, it's a well-deserved honor too. You guys win a tag team of the year. I've seen the list, and you know we're we're 
we've watched a lot of stuff. So um, definitely well-deserved for you guys. Um, and I love the fact, you know, it, it makes the bumps and bruises worth it, right? When you get those, get those moments of, oh, wow, we got that? Awesome. <laughs> it, when the, the recognition is always, I mean, that's why you do it. No one says yeah. that. But that's why you do it. You know, why does anybody do any kind of performing? Is 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 you want people to see it and you want people to think it's great and you want people to be excited about it, feel something for it, like you they you did it did to you. So yeah, absolutely. The recognition of those things is always nice. It makes it worth it. Yeah, so definitely. So um speaking of, you know, independent wrestling, I know you're you're from California, you wrestle out of California. You know, school was built five minutes from your home, which is awesome. But do you have any fun stories, you know, from the road? Maybe, you know, where have you traveled outside of California and anything you want to tell the listeners, some wacky stuff that's gone on? Um, I mean, because California is such a big state, Mm -hmm. there are so many places that are like really far away uh, that you drive to that are just still in California. Uh, so I'm in San Diego a lot. Um, I'm, I'm working on some stuff up in Washington currently. Hopefully that sticks or I'm trying to, trying to get that sorted out. Uh, Danny and I have off and on been on the championship wrestling from Hollywood show. Um, so we're, we're trying to really make a, make a name for ourselves there just cause it's a TV show and it's a, it's a style that him and I, I think really excel at, um, but the longest trip I ever did, um, this was back in the millennials days with uh, Daniel Moon, is him and I drove from uh, Irvine, California to San Antonio, Texas. Okay. And then from San Antonio, Texas to Beaumont, Texas, which is pretty much in Louisiana. Um, and we drove straight. We, uh, we drove all in, in one day there and then, and then stayed there the night wrestled the show the next day slept for a few hours and then drove all the way back in one in one go oh my gosh uh, and and i was like you know i'll just pay for my airplane next time <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but but at the same time i was like i gotta do it i gotta do the one the long haul i gotta do the long haul uh for sure uh, and i did that over at, it's a place called hurricane pro it's a great place uh definitely working out to try to get out there again uh, but the you know the pandemic is Mm-hmm. definitely slowed down my long-term travel plans just because, you know, I don't want to be going right. too, too far out there. And people say that, you know, that that might've hurt my career here and there, but you know, I got some, some stuff that has held me back from uh, re- taking the risk, I guess you could say uh, mm-hmm. it was not worth it to me uh, in certain aspects, but once, once thing, and it looks like things are starting to, to get a little bit better now. So once, mm-hmm. once it's, it's really cleared is I'll be, I'll be jumping around for sure. Um, I've made a lot of great contacts with people. You know, I know a lot of people who are, you know, have big indie cred other places. I have no, I know people who are in AEW. I know people who are in WWE now. Like it's just, you know, the right time and, and making sure that I'm, I'm ready to go when it's time to, to, to show out. And Hey, whenever, whenever you are, I mean, we're based out of Indiana, so we've got, it's pretty hefty drive for you, but we'd love to see you in person. Check you out at a show. Um, we actually have, um, I was just telling Kyle today, there's a, there's a small promotion out here called uh, Summit Pro, just, just outside of Indianapolis. Hmm. Um, Ace Perry's appeared there from time to time and a oh, wow. few other independent names. So, um, yeah, if you ever uh, make it out here, let us know. There, we'll, you know, we'll there you go. Tabs. It's the, uh, you know, the best way for, for, guy, for independent guys to get out there is, is, is people asking for them. You know, that's, that's where uh, all of my, uh, my longer uh, – 
trips have come from is, is, mm-hmm. is somebody was like, Hey, I saw these guys on the internet or I saw these guys on, on championship wrestling from Hollywood just because it goes out to more places. Like I want to see them. And they tell their local promoters or they tell their local guys and they're like, Hey, we should get him out. But that's how you build your brand, build your name and everything. Yep. Um, yeah. And for me, it was, uh, you know, it's been five years too, but one thing that I really prided myself on was I didn't, I didn't go out super hard to get bookings right away. Cause I wanted to make sure that before I really was ready to go out and wrestle like extensively, I was, I was more than ready. Mm-hmm. Cause I see, I, I see some people now who get started, who, I mean, don't quite have a grasp of what it is that we do. And they go try to like perform and like make money and, and, and show, show people what they do. And then they kind of don't, and if they don't know themselves, how can you show somebody else? You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will go super into that, but that was my, uh, you know, people go like, well, Brendan, why, why are you in California all this time? And it's, well, it's home. It's home. <laughs> and it's, and yeah. it's, and it was biding my time until it was, it was time to, to show. You think that's how people probably get, I mean, this is a phrase that gets thrown around wrestling a lot. Um, you think it's how people probably get burned out is because they do too much too soon. And I mean, uh, I mean, getting burnt out is, is it's, it's a varying amount of things. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. guys get burnt out just from doing a sh- one show a, week, a month. I've seen guys get burnt out from not wrestling, but like doing wrestling and work and doing wrestling and family. Like it's, yeah, it's, you know, I have guys who, who I know who are like, I can't put everything into wrestling because I have such a great life outside of it, but like, I want to be involved. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough. And, you know, it's, it's def, and it's like, it is possible to make a living in wrestling, you know, nowadays, like mm-hmm. outside of these major companies and everything, but like, that has to be what you do. You know what I mean? Like that's, mm-hmm. and that's something that a lot of people say they're all gung ho for until it's time to do the stuff that uh, <laughs> requires that. And, uh, and it takes a lot of energy. I know a lot of guys who are, independent pros and they are working twice as much as i am uh like off off, when they're not in the ring driving around flying places it's it is hard work for sure i love that answer that's a really good one you can definitely see it in people's ring work their promos you can definitely see that the passion that they have to uh have in order to become a professional wrestler and and, uh especially with that commitment um so I want to kind of focus on your ring work a little bit. Um, what is one move in the ring that you love doing and would do it all the time? And what is another that you want to learn or either just master it? Um, well, that's, 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 I've never been asked that before. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I pretty much have a, my set of moves that I, that I, that I like to go back to because they they work for me um but when it comes to uh this is gonna be a you're, you're gonna laugh at me for this uh my coach uh when i first started training was always said uh when you go into wrestling you know how to do every move and you know how to take every move and you know how to do every single thing so when it comes to learning how to do a move i already know how to do it i already can do it no problem <laughs> it's, uh, my, I guess my favorite move to do, which is 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 uh, is everybody's move, but uh, I like to do the uh, a spr- uh, not a springboard. I can't do. It. I don't do that. But uh, a top rope cross body uh, is is mm-hmm. my one of my go tos that I pretty much if I can do it, 
and it, it works in the match. It works in the story we're trying to tell. I will do it every single time because it is exciting. It's fun. People always love it to see it, and it's uh, and it doesn't d- damage me too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about uh, one move that you want to like? either learn or is there something you want to do maybe down the road? I know all the moves. I don't need to master every single move. I can do every move in my sleep. Uh, so no, I'd say if someone's like, I'm going to, I do this move. I go, no, I do it. <laughs> well, I guess you can say that if you're a, someone like Ricochet that literally can do everything. Oh, that guy. Dude's insane. That guy. <laughs> Why does anybody else even try? Why does anyone else even wrestle if he exists? That's what I always say to people. Whenever I watch Ricochet wrestle, I go, why does anyone else? Why do I do it? Like, I should just give up. Look, at no one will be as good as he is. <laughs> that that flip that he did outside the top rope to Velveteen. Oh, my goodness. I still watch that clip all the time. He's just talking, unfair. Talking about the one where he just, like, lands flat-footed on the ramp. Yeah, and just walks up to him. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> you know what there you go i wish i could do a front flip over the rope and land on my feet but i cannot if i do that i'll die <laughs> and be if, I than die, if i yeah. die then i can't wrestle and i can't do fun podcasts with you guys anymore so exactly exactly yeah we need you to stay around um so speaking of of ricochet i know you're, you're you, you just mentioned how how great he is is there any other like dream opponents that you'd like to come across one day? I mean, when it comes to um, guys who I see perform, who I think that I would mesh well with, mm-hmm. is I mean, I would love to wrestle Seth Rollins. I think that I think that that would be. I whenever I watch Seth Rollins perform, I always just go, "Man, there's a guy who." who, as I said earlier, like he understands what wrestling is. He understands Mm -hmm. how to, how to have a match. And I think that, um, you know, as, as, as much as I say that now, and then as soon as I would be presented that opportunity, I would be awful. I'm sure. Uh, no, No, I'll take it back. We'd be great. Uh, is I think as, as when I watch wrestling now, I go like, man, I bet I could tear it up with Seth Rollins for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I just think that the, the, the size is is matching where we could do everything we wanted to do. We'd be able to tell a, a, a great story, I think, based off of the character that I am, the character that he likes to pull off. Because one thing that people are really mad at, and I don't know how you guys feel, and I might be stepping on some toes, I love Seth Rollins' thing. His The crazy say, like yelling, and he's crazy, and he has his Cat outfits. One. I love it. I love it. I, I wish I wish I could do that. I when I, as soon as I saw it happening, I was like, "That is what I wanted to do." Because it's it looks like so much fun. I want to see him all the time. I think he's like one of the best characters in a long time. I lo- I love his shtick right now. I love the character. I love I just love him performing. I just and his match with Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble was incredible. I mean, him him and Roman are definitely at the top of their games right now, too. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's a shame in a way that happened at the Royal Rumble because it could headline a WrestleMania, and hopefully it does one day. But uh, Seth Rollins, whew, there's not a lot of people that are better than him, Dylan, for sure. Hey, he, he won. He's the winner. In my he didn't win. That's, Why can't that's, he be in WrestleMania? Hey, I don't see an asterisk or anything like that. No. I, I, you know what's going <laughs> to say on the list is going to say Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. 
Seth Rollins, W. Hey, it's true. Did you guys know that it was seven? Was I think it was seven hundred and fifty-six days it took for Roman Reigns to lose a match? Seriously? So, yep. It was oh 700, yeah. Seven hundred days. Um, it the streak ended because Seth Rollins won. So take that, Roman Reigns, you big loser. <laughs> hey, maybe we can get a uh, Brendan Devine Roman Reigns match soon. There we go. You know what? You know what? If one day <laughs> Vince gets the phone and goes. <laughs> Brendan, I need you to wrestle Roman. It's going to be the best match in the world. I would go, listen, listen. I'll do it, but only because Dylan and Kyle asked for it. All right? There you go. <laughs> yeah, put us over. Put us and over. Like, That's my favorite part. <laughs> Dang, I can't even get through my own bit. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so hard for me to, like, say my dream opponents when it comes to, like, these guys who are mm-hmm. on television now but just because – it's 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 um it's so crazy you know seeing these guys who are you know signed now you know like uh mm-hmm. somebody who I've wrestled a bunch of times who I love who who I think is probably one of the best guys on any of these shows is uh, is Peter Avalon uh, he's a SoCal guy <sighs> love and him I, I and I love Pete and he is probably in my top five that of people I've ever performed with seen perform like he is so good. At every little thing. Um, actually, I have to I have to bury myself and you guys a little bit, uh, but it's oh. not your fault. It's not your fault. Okay. Is you guys were like, oh, Brendan, you're a a three time national champion. I actually am not. I'm a four time national oh, champion. No, Dylan. Um, but but he probably got that because I posted on social media that I was a three time champion. You did. Which which is which is not true. <laughs> I, I did that, and I the next day I was like. That's a lie. I'm a four-time champion because, um, I mean, how behind the script can I get on with this podcast with you guys? However much you want. I mean, hey, I have yeah, a really have funny story. Okay. Okay, so uh, I had to adjust my notes there since you lied to me on social. I know media. I'm the worst. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but this is the story of my of my of my this is my uh, my national champion. So, in MPW 2018, I was the national champion. Uh, and uh, Ray Rosas is our, our head trainer at, at MPW, and Ray and Peter are a tag team. They're PP Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, best tag team in wrestling today. I will fight anyone who says differently. Um, <laughs> is, uh, and so Peter was coming in to do some, some work with us because we were pretty new at the time, and uh, they were like, oh, Brendan, we're going to have you and Peter. We're going to wrestle for this national title. Uh, you know, Pete's pretty busy, but he's going to come in for this one time. It's going to be great. And I'm like, okay, I love it we had one of Pete's students who was going to debut and he was the referee. So Pete and I are putting there wrestling our match and it's going really well and everything's going great. And, and, uh, the idea for the ending was the referee who has been, you know, Pete's been cheating the whole time. And the ref says, Oh no, Pete, like you can't be cheating like that. I'm going to stop you. If you try to cheat because the, the referee was going to debut as a wrestler, him and Pete, were going to have a match. <laughs> uh, so we're doing the whole thing and Pete hits, hits a move on me. And uh, the ref was going to go one, two, and stop and pull him off. And no, you can't do this. And uh, and what happened was we're there, and he hits me with the, the martinis, and the ref gets down. He goes, one, two, three. And that was it. And Pete won, and he won the title. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then he goes and cuts this great promo about how great he is and all these things. And I go in the back, and, like, the ref is blue in the face and he comes up to me and goes, I'm so sorry. I ruined everything. And I'm like, so excited. Cause I'm like, 
I can't believe that happened. Like, that was the craziest thing. And I was like, oh, no, I have to wrestle Peter again. What a bummer. Uh, and Pete comes to the back and he goes, did I ruin everything? I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, so that's my, like, yeah. So we, it's, I, my dream opponent is, I don't know, it's Peter Avalon again, because that guy is so incredible and he is so, so, so undervalued, I think. No, no, I 100% agree with you. That guy can pull off the librarian gimmick so well. And, it, dude, he is so underutilized, like you said. And, you know, with AEW bringing in all these top guys, it's taken guys like Peter Avalon and a guy like Jack Evans at, and Helico. It's taken them off the card, which it really shouldn't. But uh, I love Peter Avalon. I'm so happy you said his name. Yeah, and as as much as you know, as the, the you know, I get the the big draw of uh, you know, of your you your Danielsons and your punks and your uh, Coles, your your Christians and your Adam Coles. You know what I mean? Like uh, Pete will always land on his feet because he's he's not just a performer. He just is a genius when it comes to wrestling. And <laughs> and now that I'm done, now that we've finished the put over Peter Avalon section of the podcast. <laughs> uh, that's there you go, but uh, so yeah. Thanks for letting me uh, spew my uh, my goofy story. I, I love telling that story because I just it's so fun, it's so funny. Well, this is a goofy podcast, so we're all for goofy yeah, stories yeah, too. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna get into my uh, next one. So who would you say is your biggest rival in your career to this point, and why? Oh, that is a really fun question. That's I love it. I love that question a lot. Uh, is it has changed uh, okay. recently? So um, back in the early MPW days, there was a there's a wrestler. His name is Miggy Rose. Love him. Um, and I and I've wrestled Miggy Rose uh, uh, countless times. Um, and I would say I have three actually. Now that I think about it, I have I definitely have three, and it's changed. I have the one that I that I've wrestled like, and I, I considered my rival, the guy who I'm currently big time arrival with. And then my all time, I've had more matches with him more than anyone else I can count. Okay. So Miggy Rose, I've him and I have always had just this kind of this connection of we're always going at each other. And we just know our rivalry is more friendly now uh, as he's kind of developed into a performer. He's kind of has a different taste to him. Um, but I've I've watched back every match I've had with Mickey Rose and been like, these are great. These are all good. They're, I they hold up over time. They're they they're clear on what they're trying to say. Uh, you know, Mickey Rose is a hell of a performer. He's the most underrated guy in SoCal for sure. Uh, but he was a great rival. My current rival now uh, is uh, actually Jordan Cruz. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have seen a lot of him. Yep. Um, and you should because he's 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 incredible. But he's he's just a jackass man i just i uh and like i i love every i get along with everybody i'm i'm mr smile i'm I, my nickname is nice guy brendan divine you know what i mean is is but there's something that he just had this beef with me and he's always has this weird beef with me and i don't know why like it's like i'm bothering anybody like he's off doing his own thing he's the hollywood heritage champion he's doing all these things but he's just always like such like a prick to me. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and so, I, but, and it's weird because him and I had my best match of the year uh, in 2021. I wrestled him at our black Friday show and it was literally the best match I had ever had, I think. Um, but yeah. And so he's, there's always something with him. He's always got some kind of beef with me. So I'd say <laughs> one of my rivals right now is definitely Jordan Cruz, uh, but my all time rival 
for sure, and I'm going to tell him to listen to this because we're more like frenemies now for sure, is, uh, is Sweet Robin Shaw. Okay. Uh, Sweet Robin Shaw is another SoCal guy. Uh, we grew, we, we trained together. We started at the Millennium Wrestling Academy together, and we started at the same time. And, you know, we, we've wrestled each other over 100 times, it feels like. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, and we just we're always it's it's just when it it's one of those ones with us where it's like when in doubt you throw sweet robin shaw and brendan divine together and they'll they'll put something together for you and they'll and they'll mm-hmm. make something good and uh and he's always mad because every time that we wrestle i always beat him <laughs> <laughs> i always do i uh, he's he's down in san diego now he's one of the the main trainers down at the level up school b-boy school mm-hmm <laughs> And uh, and uh, I went down there for one of their tapings, and like they were like, oh, "We need another match." And uh, I was like, uh, "Who's Sweet Rob wrestling? I'll wrestle him." And he was really <laughs> mad about it, and uh, rightfully so because I beat him. <laughs> uh, so if you if you're looking for matches for Brendan Devine, the three guys to look for: Jordan Cruz, Mickey Rose, and Sweet Robin Shaw. Hey, where I discovered you first was uh, your match against Mickey Rose, mm-hmm. and Mickey Rose is someone that we're going to have on the show in a couple of weeks. So I'm very excited about that. Um, Jordan Cruz is absolutely phenomenal. Oh, like you said, he is crazy good. I just watched a couple of his matches not too long ago, and wow, he uh, he's going to take wrestling by storm here very, very soon. He's great. He's actually uh, going to be on AEW Dark. I saw uh, really? Lance Archer. So, oh, oh my gosh, I gotta so watch if that. You're, uh, if you're into that, but yeah, if say Mickey Rose is is a guy who. Get in on him now because when when he takes off, you can be like, listen to our podcast because we had Biggie Rose <laughs> before the right. the boom. Yep. Yeah, we'll see if you make his list. We'll ask him the same question. No, there's no way. Mickey's <laughs> been wrestling a long time. He's gonna be like, yeah. oh, probably human tornado or Ray Roses. <laughs> I hate that fool. I'll be like. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, this is Dylan. probably the best time I've ever had on this show. Oh, no, this is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. This is going to be an absolute great episode. Uh, Dylan, do you have any questions here for uh, Mr. Devine? I know you want to get to your, your dumb one. So I might as well <laughs> love, give you the I floor. I love dumb questions. I might as well give you the floor right now. I mean. <laughs> okay, so uh, I ask this at the end of usually of every uh, podcast here. But uh-huh. um, so <sighs> – what popular food would you be completely okay with not Stupid. eating again for the rest of your life? So a popular food that I don't like is bacon, which is very controversial. And Stupid. I would be completely okay with not eating it for the rest of my life. So what is yours? Oh, easy for me. Pancakes. I hate what? pancakes. Wow. Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> I can only eat pancakes with like a thousand chocolate chips because then i can only taste that <laughs> but i yeah i hate pancakes i never eat them i think they're gross wow. see see i i'm the opposite i don't like pancakes if there's stuff in it like, oh no, i don't I, like chocolate chip i don't like blueberry it's got to have everything in it but like it's weird i love french toast love waffles can't do pancakes don't know why <laughs> that's interesting i because... I, <laughs> I can do both I have stuff in it plain no i can do I it without do. syrup well, okay, now you're just crazy. Yeah, is, is, is there always, people are always like, "What?" Because because like, you know, when you get out of a wrestling show, it's you know midnight, one in the morning. You go to Denny's or IHOP, and I'm always like, "You know, pancakes are awful." So I'm gonna go with anything else you have. <laughs> you're the you're you're the guy who substitutes pancakes for toast. 
right? Yeah, exactly. Like, can I just have more eggs? Is that possible? More eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know what my. it is. And my dad hates me forever because of it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody makes a better pancake than me. And I go, well, it sucks and I hate it, so obviously not. <laughs> just burying your dad on the show. <laughs> Papa Divine is uh he's been buried before, he'll be buried again. <laughs> he's not dead. I just realized that's confusing. <laughs> yeah, you gotta clarify that. Gotta... He's very much alive. Uh he's excited that the Rams won. So am I. LA, let's go team. Hey, I have uh, I've mixed opinions about that. Uh, uh totally happy for the Rams, but as a Detroit Lions fan, it kind of makes me sad and depressed but uh <laughs> but besides that uh dylan do, you have, dylan do you have anything else for uh brendan divine yeah i guess the, the the rams thing now did you throw a party because i know i did when the 49ers got eliminated finally jack i uh you know i'm gonna sound <laughs> i i just said that and i was like i'm gonna regret this because now they're gonna think i'm an idiot i actually missed the game on sunday <laughs> i watched oh. i watched the chiefs game uh, which I, because I'm a Chiefs guy too, but I was like, oh man, if the Chiefs win, I, I, I don't know, if, you know, I, my full team in the, my full faith, full team, full faith in the Rams, but I was like, but I also like the Chiefs. It's, it's a weird thing. I'm all over the place. Uh, so I watched the Chiefs game, but I was busy during the Rams, so I just had it on my phone and I'm having dinner with my, <laughs> my in-laws, and like I, a couple of times I'm like, ah, shit, God. <laughs> but then it was like i was like how how did this happen i had to look up like on twitter like what how did score where it was so a crazy I, missed game. The, I missed the last game yeah. which I, I regret and i'm a bad fan um uh which ray roses and, and daniel divine will tell you that i'm a bad fan because uh, i <laughs> i was like yeah the, I, the rams will win and if they're in the playoffs i'll watch every game i watched every game except for this one which is the most important one <laughs> <laughs> so before we head out i wanted to ask you one more question sure um so you faced auntie heidi a couple times can you explain your relationship with auntie heidi oh man that is a that is a storied past <laughs> um, so we got heidi, time if you do <laughs> yeah auntie heidi has been involved with mpw longer than i than i have she's been there for two years plus of when i was there and she always kind of was trying to find out what her character is and what it was and like how to make it make sense. And, uh, and she always kind of struggled with it. And it was always something that people like had a hard time grabbing onto. But when we reopened in, 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 uh, so MPW was in Moorpark, California, and then it moved to Chatsworth, California, mm-hmm. uh, which is where we're at now. And uh, when we started up in Chatsworth, um, uh, is you know I already told the Peter Avalon story, so I can I can I can I can go into it. Is <laughs> is uh, at the time the millennials, you know, they were a he- we were a heel faction, you know, because mm-hmm. we were the entitled guys that we every we deserve everything and you deserve nothing kind of idea, and um and Heidi was kind of this character that didn't have a place on the show, so she would come out and everyone would be like, oh, what's Auntie Heidi doing here? And she goes, I'm gonna try to be good. I'm gonna have a match. It's gonna be great. And no one would come out and no one would wrestle her. So she would just go in the back. She would just not, she just wouldn't wrestle. She'd come out on the show be like, it's time to wrestle. And then no one would answer. And they'd be like, Oh, like people starting to feel bad for her. And I would come out and I'd be like, Heidi, I hate you. You suck. Get out. 
<laughs> um, and so, and then we kind of built this this story around. She wanted me to be her friend. She was she was reaching out. She had made a shirt that looked like mine. She was my first believer, uh, as as she says. And uh, and she just tried all these ways for me to be her friend. And and finally, uh, one day, I she she interfered in a match I had uh, that Danny and I had with Andy Brown and Watts. Uh, that was a really big deal. And we ended up losing that match and I exploded and I, and I, and I hit her and I spit on her and I said all these horrible things to her. I think the line was what I said to her was uh, you will never achieve, you know, you'll never succeed at anything you do in your life and anything that you do something horrible like that. Oof. And, uh, and then she just went, her, her, her face changed. She was so <laughs> angry and she, she just wanted to murder me. And then we had this big blow off match. Uh, the ultimate grudge match between Heidi and, and me, uh, you know, cut to a, t- almost two years later uh, in 2021, we had came back and, you know, I had kind of a change of heart of, of, of where my character was going. And I kind of started really getting people get started to get really behind me as a, as you know, as this, is this big baby face character and, and Auntie Heidi kind of embraced the dark and, uh, and she had kind of, found this this new form that she was she was this the 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 old auntie heidi she and she was you know gathering up other wrestlers to kind of be her her minions as you as it was and she took one of the best wrestlers i've ever seen which is j2 mattioli and she turned him into this monster and she wanted to take the national title from me which is what i had at the time at mpw uh, because it was it was something that not because she wanted it, but because I wanted it, and it was something mm-hmm. that was safe to me. And Auntie Heidi hates me because of what <laughs> I did to her. Um, and so you know, we've it led to a series of really good matches, a lot of really fun storytelling, and and it that that program really showed the drawing capabilities that a bunch of no name people can have if the story's right. You know, mm-hmm. we drew we sold out you know, four to five, six shows off just the Heidi versus Brendan angles. Uh, and it's, you know, you know, Heidi is a really special performer and she's somebody that she's the only one of her that exists in wrestling. There's mm-hmm. no one else that's like how she is. Uh, and I think that she's incredible. And I think that, that there's still a lot of, of time for her to really make herself into something. I really do. No, she also, uh, follows us, uh, follows the show a little bit as well. So, uh, I want to get a little bit more information on her because I have seen a little bit of her stuff um, and she is actually really, really good. Um, so I just want to learn a little bit about her. So I'm really glad I asked. Yeah. Heidi's great. Is great. She's, she's a great character. She's a great wrestler. She's uh, she works harder than everybody else. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm training at the school through if I'm lucky two days a week, she's there five. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. she's just, she's out working everybody. Gosh. Love it. Okay. <clears throat> all right, Dylan, you got anything else? No, I think I'm all good. <clears throat> okay. Last. Okay. So uh, <laughs> to conclude here, uh, we really do want to thank, thank you, Brendan, for taking the time to talk to us. Our goal is to spread as much support your way as possible. So do go follow him on Twitter at Brendan underscore divine. If you have any shows coming up in the future in the Midwest, let us know and we will be there. So, uh, Thanks to you again, Brendan. We are on WWE's WrestleMania Elimination not, Chamber. It's not is called, coming up. <laughs> it's not called that. We're on the road to WrestleMania Elimination Chamber. And uh, thanks again, Brendan, for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. It was so much fun. An hour flew by.
<laughs> oh, it was a great time. <laughs> Thanks again, man. Thanks again, guys. All right. You have a good one. You too.